He's originally from the Ukraine. This handsome fucker could probably build a rocket ship or an airplane. This clever man really knows his shit. Just ask him, is it a red or orange M? He'll tell you. It's uh, uh, really knows his shite. Sorry. There's an E at the end of it. Really knows his shite. Just ask him, is it a red M or an orange M? He'll tell you. It's white. Uh, remember the day I hurt my toe. Oh, the fucking pain. Is that right? with you, Corrine? Uh, Alex, uh, always a pleasure having you, knowing you, seeing you. Take as long as you need, buddy. And uh, yeah, great pal. I'm going to try to learn to say thanks in Russian by the end of your speak. Um, go ahead, my friend. Oh, we're recording today, so if everyone could stay on mute, that'd be great too. And uh, yeah, as long as you need, Alex. Thank you, sir. All right, Mark. Thank you. Um, if I appear incoherent, that's because I'm speechless after that slumberg. Um I might put it on my dating profile and see how things go, um, and then let you know the results, maybe. Um, my name is Alex. I'm an alcoholic. Good to be here. Um, so I guess my first exposure to alcoholism or I guess drinking uh, in my life was my grand uncle. Um, and uh, earlier in his life, he was a chief engineer at a factory making rocket engines uh, back in East Europe. Uh, I think that's what Lemerick was referring to. Um, but also he was uh, an absolutely dysfunctional uh, drunk. Um, and by the time I have I had known him, uh, he was retired or rather forced into retirement, um, basically had no money and was trying to supplement his uh, well, drinking habits by fixing electronic junk uh, in exchange for a couple of bottles of beer or small payment. Um, so if let's say 10 years ago, somebody asked me, hey, Alex, what's an alcoholic? I would refer to that image. Um, somebody who, well, basically basically resigned from most of his life and is just focusing on uh, ways to supplement the habit. Um, he died when I was about seven or eight. And uh, when they did, did an autopsy on him, I discovered, well, he, well, basically he died of the alcohol-related illnesses, uh, but he must have been in quite a bit of pain for quite a, quite a number of years. Uh, the fact he never shared with anybody, uh, because again, um, in my mind, he just, uh, I guess, agreed to accept his destiny. And again, uh, you know, before, um, I guess, I started on my own journey with alcohol, uh, that was my image of an alcoholic, somebody who resigns um, their life to uh, that thing. Um, it took me going to rehab to sober up. And in there, um, somebody asked me, so Alex, like, what was the thing which set you on the path of addiction? Um, and at the time I made up some bullshit answer with you know, some specific incident, but um, looking back, I think it was just uh, inability to, to inability to make meaningful connections or um, feeling of social anxiety or loneliness, which uh, which were things I wanted to escape um, initially. Uh, my sober date is um, August 13th, 2018. And my uh, anti-sober date 
is uh, February thirteenth, twenty twelve. The day before Valentine's in twenty twelve, um, I was so riddled with anxiety and just being miserable that I grabbed a bottle of wine and drank half of it in the evening and felt great the next day. Uh, it was like you know, magic potion has made me into a different person and I felt it was the solution to my problems. Um, I think for quite some time prior to that, um, I had difficulty uh, making connections with people or forming relationships or just, you know, doing normal things, I guess, people in their teens are supposed to do. Um, and well, I'm not referring to drugs and alcohol, uh, because well, I was too terrified of people to, I guess, engage in that kind of thing. Uh, so I think um, I spent my late teens quite isolated socially. Um, and then with time, I just felt that I guess I was missing out on all the experience that people are people are supposed to have in their people are supposed to have in their lives. Um, and as that pile of experiences I've been missing out on uh, was, was growing, um, I felt that I'm falling behind more and more. And at some point it was just impossible to, to, to catch up. So basically I, I told myself, well, I will not, not be normal, might as well um, accept that. Um, and then once I discovered alcohol as a magic potion, um, I thought that it takes away um, those problems. Um, but looking back, it's not that I became more social uh, when I was intoxicated, uh, quite quite the opposite. Um, looking back, I think I definitely, you know, did take away my feeling of social anxiety and things like that, but that's because I became even more withdrawn from people. Um, I quite literally, um, within a few months of, I guess, that first day, uh, became a daily drinker and lost all interest in, in people. Um, I was still trying to take my school and, I guess, future career seriously, but um, I was absolutely disinterested in, I guess, people because I knew that, well, it's not going to work out anyways. Um, at, at some point, I actually went for about two months without speaking to another person, um, save for the attendant at the um, liquor store and grocery, and grocery store. Um, and at that point in time, I thought, well, great. Like, I did not like people anyways. I uh, had no way to make connections with them anyways. This way, it's even better. Um, but of course, it, it, it's, you know, quickly enough started to take toll on my, um, I guess, school as well. Um, got kicked out from university. Um, not because of drinking. Uh, actually, the semester which I failed miserably, I was sober because um, I recognized some of the negative health effects I was having. And I told myself, well, I should stop that. And I did for a few months. Uh, however, um, I did not fix the fact that um, 
well, I basically had no way to function with people around me. And I was so demoralized and again, withdrawn from the world in general that, well, yeah, I was sober, but also I, I, I still couldn't function. Um, and I got kicked out from university, which at that point was basically my uh, you know, go to go in life. Like, okay, Alex, what do you want to do in life? Well, I want to study and be great. Uh, and then that, that, that did not happen. Um, after that did not happen, um, I looked at the situation and to me it was evident that, well, my life was actually better uh, when I was uh, drinking because you know, while I was drinking, I was able to somewhat keep up with my, um, my life and commitments, at least on the surface. And when I attempted to quit, I told myself, well, that's when my life actually fell apart. And um, well, I did the only reasonable thing I could do at the time, and I went back out. Um, and for a number of years, it just continued like that. Um, I uh, drank every night, and sometimes in the morning, and sometimes all day. Uh, interestingly enough, I lived with my parents with a fairly small apartment for most of the time. And they had no idea uh, because I guess my autopilot uh, was pretty believable. And also, uh, I guess me being a smart bastard, um, I had a lot of precautions to keep my secrets and keep out the appearances. Um, I was quite good at that for a while, um, but also just being emotionally withdrawn kind of helped uh, with that as well. Um, I'm sure my old folks knew that something is up with me and I am not, you know, right in some way, but um, they could never figure out what it was. They could never figure out that I was basically never sober um, in, in those years. Um, and then um, I guess some more negative health effects set in and I uh, decided to try to quit again. Um, Besides, I, I, I think even at that point, I, I, I recognize that uh, it is my barrier to having a normal, meaningful life. Um, I haven't been in a relationship for as long as I've been in active addiction, for example, because um, it was unthinkable to me to you know, have to be around another person for extended period of time. Um, Ultimately, like, I would rather drink than do anything else. Um, so I never really did a serious, uh, I never really did any serious attempts at dating, for example. Um, you know, if things happened, great, but it's not like it was a priority. Drinking was a priority um, above, above everything else. Um, so, um, okay, I decided to sober up and keep in mind at that point, uh, nobody around me knew that I had a problem uh, because I was secretive about that. And I decided to be secretive about uh, sobering up as well. Uh, after all, I got myself into a mess and, and I have to uh, pull myself out um, on my own. At least that's what I thought at the time. Um, I happened to be at a coffee shop um, right around the time and I've overheard conversation at the next table. Our conversation was as follows. 
two women were talking. Uh, one of them was telling her friends about her boyfriend, I think. Uh, and the boyfriend um, was an alcoholic and he was on the waiting list for a liver tr transplant. Uh, but he did not sign any, uh, but he did not, uh, he did not show any signs of slowing down. And it basically seemed like, well, he's going to drop dead before um, anything happens. And I'm sitting there two meters away from them, uh, experiencing mild uh, withdrawal symptoms and thinking that, well, that will be me. Uh, if I don't do something, that will be me. Um, I was never religious in any way, shape, or, or form, but I think this is the kind of thing people sometimes tend to uh, write off as the divine divine intervention. Um, and I guess that that's I guess jolt of fear uh, was enough to get myself to taper off uh, in the next couple of months, and uh, by New Year. Um, I, I was sober, or at least abstinent, uh, or at least dry. Um, it was the only thing I attempted to change in my life at that point. Um, again, no friends, friendships, nothing like that, but I was sober um, and miserable. And um, because I guess I haven't actually changed anything besides drinking, um, my life was still messed up and my vision of sobriety at that point was well um i should binge on energy drinks and coffee uh until uh, i guess i've been up for 24 hours then i will uh pass out from, from exhaustions then i will pass out from from, exha from exhaustion uh then i will wake up and i will re re repeat the cycle uh, basically, I wasn't capable of just being myself. Uh, I, I still needed to have some kind of, um, I guess, chemical destruction um, because being in my own skin just felt um, miserable and unbearable. Um, unsurprising, after a few months of that misery, I told myself that, well, I have already quit and it wasn't so bad. And if I need to, I can do it again. Uh, so now I should do the only sensible thing and start drinking again because, well, clearly my life was actually more enjoyable uh, with the bottle in my hand. Um, and after all, uh, hey, I have already quit once. Um, if I need to, I can do it again, blah, blah, blah. Well, um, for the next year and a half or so, I was in the lineup in the liquor store every night uh, because, um, well, it turns out that the next time quitting would be more difficult. Um, I think uh, what happened was um, beca because I already, I guess, experienced quitting in quotes once, um, I now had the perpetual excuse of, well, I could do it again, but later, uh, and later, and, and later, and, and later, and um, for quite some time afterwards, um, I was in the grip of addiction, which was more severe than ever. Uh, but I had this thing, thing I could repeat to myself that, well, 
I can do it later. I know I can do it because I, I have already done it. Um, and it's not that I haven't tried to quit on my own um, after that. I definitely had that goal many, many times. It's, it's just that um, um, I couldn't repeat the same, the same, the same steps uh, when I quit the previous time. Um, I essentially tapered my tapered tapered myself off um, over the course of a few months, and then went dry. When I tried repeating the same approach again, uh, with you know, gradual gradual reduction of the dose and the daily intake, um, I couldn't I couldn't push myself beyond um, certain amounts. Let's let's put it this way. Um, Basically, every time a uh, holiday would come and I knew that the stores would be closed, I would have to overstock because I was so horrified of running out of uh, booze in my house uh, that I would buy more than I would need for those three days and then I would drink all of it. And then whatever progress I had made uh, on cutting back would be gone out the window because, well, I was back at my previous, previous stage. And that continued for, I guess, many, many months. Um, and th throughout those months, I, I told myself that, hey, I, I actually want to quit. Um, I just can't. At that point, I, I knew I couldn't. Um, and uh, it was absolutely exhausting, um, especially the parts uh, where I was trying to keep it secret and keep up the appearances of being a normal person somehow like with with all that happening in the background I managed to like finish school and get myself into a career um, I was actually a model employee for a while uh, haven't taken a single sick day in a number of years um, of course I was pretty damn sick every day but um, uh, I was still priding myself on uh, I guess keeping up the appearances um, towards the end, uh, basically, I would wake up at six in the morning, uh, drink, because, well, that's what you do in, at six in the morning, uh, then drag myself to work, then pass out on the park bench uh, on the way to work, wake up in the middle of the day, uh, actually go to work and make some kind of excuse as to why I was absent. Um, even with that, I was still a pretty dumb good at what I was doing, um, even though, you know, the rest of my life was absolutely, absolutely dysfunctional. Um, at the end, uh, one of my friends and friends at work called me up, uh, called me, called me out for being intoxicated at 10 in the morning. Um, and I suffered a bit of a uh, emotional breakdown as a result, uh, called up rehab, told them, well, I want to come in. Uh, and then I went to my manager's office and told him, well, um, I have a bit of an addiction problem and I need two months off starting Monday to go and fix myself up. Um, if that seems irrational, um, I agree. And I guess it's a demonstration of how insane I was, um, right? So like one of the steps tells you about restoring you to sanity. Well, yeah, I, I was definitely insane um, at that at that point. 
Um, and also, uh, that's when I came out to my parents and a few friends um, that, hey, uh, I have a bit of an addiction problem and actually had for a number of years now. Um, rehab was my first exposure to AA and 12-step program. Uh, it was a traditional AA in there. Um, I think the first meeting was about a week, in, a week into my stay in there. And it was a tra traditional meeting. So uh, I'm sitting there in a chair. They read the steps. They read the, you know, the, the goat part. And I'm thinking to myself, well, it is a cult. Uh, they will now bring out a goat, sacrifice the goat. Uh, I don't know, bathe in goat's blood. And somehow that is supposed to keep me sober. At that point, I was so uh, desperate and miserable that it seemed like a totally great and excellent way to go about it. Um, I had no um, no desire to convert into any kind of faith, uh, but um, well, if being there is what keep, keeps other people sober, then so, so be it, damn it. Um, luckily, there was also a secular um, meeting as part of the uh, regimen in the rehab, and it was much more palatable. Um, I think um, what actually helped me in, in the weeks that I've stayed there uh, was that A, I uh, was forced to come out of the closet and actually talk about the way I was rather than having to keep up appearances. Um, and B, it was a total switch from my normal life. Uh, and there they take away your phone. Um, basically, you cannot leave. It's not. Ex it's it's pretty far from prison, but uh, you know, it, it's definitely somewhat. It's definitely a somewhat con somewhat confining experience. Let's put it this way. Um, and also, um, I felt that I just have to make it work. Um, I felt that I was at the end of my line, at the end of my line, and if not this, then I don't. I don't know what. Uh, I don't know what I should do. Um, so yeah, um, I got out of there. Um, I ended up in a relationship in a relationship with a woman I met in the rehab, which is uh, a very uh, ill-advised thing to do. Um, but I think for me it was a step in the right direction uh, because one, I was definitely very much starved for human contact or intimacy. Uh, and two, um, well, she was insane, and uh, that codependent mass of a relationship was uh, a good destruction. Um, I definitely did not want to drink when I was around her insanity. It's like my insanity, my insanity was, um, I guess, passed on to her, for the lack of a better word. Um, Again, uh, not something I would recommend people do, but um, to a degree it helped. It helped me. Um, that's, that was actually my first year of sobriety. Um, my first year of sobriety was marked by that toxic codependent relationship. Um, at that time, I did not really go to meetings much uh, because while one, I did not have energy to, um, 
well, um, I did not want any more alcoholics in my life uh, as my significant other was uh, in the middle of, of active addiction, uh, which again, uh, definitely took my uh, took away my desire to drink because I did not want to be like her in any way, shape or form. Um, so after a year of that, um, I ditched her and my desire to go to meetings have has come back uh, because at that point, again, I had this massive hole or gap when it, when it came to social interactions or connections or having other people in my life. Um, so I started to go to a lot of secular meetings here in Toronto. Uh, for various historical re reasons, Toronto is a, is a very rich place when it comes to secular meetings. Um, I'm with Joe and others. Um, so yeah, uh, when it comes to 12 steps, I don't really practice them as 12 steps. Uh, if I had to summarize the program, in my own words, I would say it's about achieving inner peace, uh, having life free of resentments, fears, and guilt and having some kind of self-actualization. Uh, and on that level, yeah, it, it definitely helps. Um, I guess the closest thing I did to uh, step four and five, I, um, I actually did reach out to a couple of friends um, whom I have ghosted in the middle of my addiction. Uh, well, fr frankly, because they got in the way of my drinking. Um, and I did a very thorough job at ghosting them. Uh, they literally thought I was dead uh, because um, I have deactivated my, fa my Facebook and cell phone number and well, they couldn't get hold of me. Um, so I made the point of reaching out to them and well, essentially telling them, hey, here's what happens. Sorry, um, if you want, we can talk. If not, I understand. Um, and it was a very cathartic experience, actually. Out of the three of them, uh, one gave me a cold shoulder, basically said, well, you were clearly not well, so no offense taken, but now go away. Uh, with one of them, uh, we met up and talked for a couple of evenings and then realized that, well, both of us have moved on and there's not much to talk about, really. Uh, so like no 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 bad feelings, but also no no real no real connection. And the third one, uh, well, the friendship got magically rekindled, and we talk again. Um, and I think it's very, I guess, good demonstration of like one of each one of each possibility. Um, so yeah, and I think that's sort of brought me to 2020 with the pandemic and all of that. Um, at, at the start, I was terrified of the pandemic because I knew I would miss, uh, well, whatever connections I started to make in the rooms. Um, Zoom was all right, but um, not nearly as good as face-to-face um, -face meetings. Um, and then with time, I started to, um, I started to, I guess, build uh, new connections with people um, on the screen. 
my friend and I uh, started a young people secular meeting uh, on Zoom here in Toronto. Um, because as much as you know, we all enjoy, uh, I guess, these secular meetings, for me, sometimes it's a little bit difficult to relate to somebody who is on their third marriage and complains about their and complains about their grandkids. Um, nothing against that; it's just not my life, not my not my life experience. And I think what tends to help me uh, in these meetings is being able to relate to other people. Um, right. So the active component of AA is, you know people with similar experiences talking to each other. Um, right. Um, so, um, yeah, uh, a couple of people I, I know swear by the opposite of connection, opposite of addiction is connection mantra. And I can definitely relate to that. And what I have uh, realized is it does not even need to be a particularly healthy or good connection. It's great. It's great if it is, uh, but a connection is better than no connection at all. Uh, however, you know, however it happens to be. Um, well, I think I've been rambling enough. It's good to be here.